0: Jets fans, I asked you to give me your thoughts and grades on the Winnipeg Jets so far this season. Let's dive into your ratings from the front office to who the Jets should trade on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, friends, and welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Winnipeg Jets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, We just love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more because right now new customers can get 115 bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more and get started. Now, like I said, the Jets, obviously, you know, I've I've kind of been uh, quite praiseworthy of this team over the last several months. We have been um, very much on the vibes train, let's be real. Winnipeg is rolling they're they're uh, basically crushing a lot of their opponents, outplaying many opponents and winning most of their games. But of course, there's still room for improvement. There are things that can change. And I thought it'd be fun to talk about how the Jets front office has been doing this year because, you know, Winnipeg, I think in a lot of ways it we we've seen kind of the front office do a bit of a 180 last year was okay. I think we saw moments where the Jets were a little hesitant to make big moves when there was a potential advantage to doing so, and in previous seasons, we've seen them be even more passive. So, you know, this year's performance, or or I guess the season's performance, feels like a totally different front office, at least in my opinion. There are some signs of like what the Jets used to do, but I feel like the way that they've gone about it this year has been a lot more intelligent and a lot more impactful. But do you agree? Let's start off with our first question. How would you rate Winnipeg's front office performance so far? Now, 68, almost 70% of you gave them an A, and this is over 100 votes. Uh, 30.5% said B. Somebody apparently responded D or lower. I'm pretty sure that person's just trolling. Most everyone agreed that the Jets are at least an A or a B, and the bulk of you have given the Jets an A, and that's where I'm at. I think this has probably been one of Winnipeg's most successful runs under this management team ever and i don't mean like the 2017 2018 team was mishandled or or anything like that the jets did a fantastic job recognizing what they had and made some big acquisitions but i feel like the train of what led to the jets being the jets of today is even crazier when you think about winnipeg having drafted line a trading line a for dubois and then trading dubois for a crazy haul you really wouldn't see many teams do that sort of stuff, trade two like top three draft picks or top five draft picks and come out on the other side winning. Now, to be fair, part of this was also the Kings offering a ransom like a Kings ransom for uh, Dubois, which you can argue the merits of that, whether that would happen again or not, or perhaps with another player. But I think for the Jets, right? Sometimes you can only take what's offered. And I think in this case, Winnipeg saw what was a crashing or a smashing deal and said, we have to do it. And I think the Jets were wise to because I'm not sure that anyone else ever would have paid something that crazy for Dubois services. I felt like for me, Velarde was maybe the best player in that deal. I know some have said it's too small a sample size to really evaluate that yet. But so far, I'm feeling pretty good about that being, you know, my takeaway from this trade. And on top of that, the Jets got a draft pick. They got two more roster players. And Winnipeg basically overhauled their entire depth and created like a third of a team out of one player. So for the Jets, this, for me, was one of the best trades ever. And you add that on to the Nidra Ryder and Nemesnikov trades. And then, of course, you add in um, Hellebuck and Shifle's extensions, Nidra Ryder's extension, and suddenly you find yourself looking at one of the best setup teams to not only make moves, but also compete for the next couple of seasons. The Jets are are locked and loaded. And I think the front office has generally smashed that out of the park. There's really not much that I could possibly complain about. I guess the only thing is maybe it would have been nice to convince uh, Velarde ahead of time to maybe do a longer term extension, but that's a two way street, right? And, and from Velarde's perspective, he really had no incentive to make a big sort of extension, especially just arriving to this team. He didn't know what the Jets were going to be like. He wants to sort of wait for the cap to go up as well. And, you know, he also wants to bet on his own performance. So I think from that perspective, makes a lot of sense. And, you know, the Jets are, are probably going to have to pay up at some point. But you know what? That's okay. If you're paying for great talent that's playing at an elite level, I'm totally fine with that. Give them their due and lock them up long term. Now, the second question that's kind of front office related that we're going to go for here, uh <clears throat> I asked, do you think the Jets should go all in this season and make a big trade? And I know I answered that question for myself last episode, so I'm not going to go through my own answer. But a lot of you had some interesting thoughts. This one was slightly more mixed. Um, I, about 65% said yes. Uh, and this is around a little around just over 50 responses. 65% saying yes, 25 to 26% saying leaning yes, and a little under 10% leaning no. So, this one i think most people are on the same page i think a lot of folks sort of recognize that the jets are in a really unique position and this could be winnipeg's best chance to really go for it and you know make a big acquisition change the entire dynamics of this team from being amazing to like even more overkill and push this squad into elite cup contender status i think a lot of folks are seeing all those other teams out there and realizing that no one has the defensive depth the goaltending and the offensive firepower combination that the jets have and the teams that do well they're going to lag somewhere else and the jets do actually lag in at least one or two categories that some of these other teams are doing really well at but for winnipeg those might be more fixable than what those other teams are are lagging behind because like for them they might have more roster issues for the jets winnipeg is really deep and they can make themselves almost unbeatable and unmatchable with another trade or two so Generally speaking, I think we're all kind of on the same page. I think a lot of us are are pretty confident in this team. I guess the last front office related question that I asked would be, you know, should the Jets trade Nate Schmidt? And I think this one is a really tough one because a lot of us love Nate. I think we're all pretty attached to him. He's a great personality and he has been a really nice leader for the team. So this one is actually split almost down the middle from around 60 votes. We've got 17 to 18 percent saying Yes. 31% saying leaning yes, 34% leaning no, and another 18% saying just no. And I think for me, I, I'm really divided on this. On the one hand, I really love Nate, and I think he's massively improved his game over the last few months, especially playing alongside Dylan Sandberg. The concern with me is that he has a huge cap hit, and that cap hit is going to limit what Winnipeg is able to do at the trade deadline. So I, I'm just really stuck here. I feel like I'm – I'm kind of leaning yes towards a trade, but it really depends on what Winnipeg is shooting for, because so far he's been good enough to where I I just don't know that it's a necessity, but if the jets are trying to get a big player for their forward group, well then you might have to make a, a really tough decision and part ways, but I love Schmidt. He's been, you know, one of my favorite personalities to join this team. I've always been a fan of his. So if he does get traded, no matter what it means, I would still be really sad. He's been awesome for the Jets, and it's nice to see him finally start to live up to his expectations of what we were hoping for when we first acquired him. But let me know how you feel so far about these front office deals. Give me your thoughts and uh, complaints or happy moments in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Naturally, after scorching or praising the front office, you've also got to go in on the coaching staff. And this one is where we've seen some interesting splits. We'll talk about your coaching staff grades in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. You want to, You don't want to search. You want to match, and you can do so with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93 of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For me, as somebody who actually used Indeed when I was applying for work, I thought it was really convenient, very straightforward. It was very helpful, very step-by-step process, and they made applying an absolute cinch. So I can only imagine that for employers looking for new candidates, it has to be really easy. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more uh, visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed from locked on Winnipeg Jets. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions to apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. While we're at it, I also wanted to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is finally over, but there's still time to get in on the action for the playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. For those of you whose teams have been eliminated or are perhaps fighting for their playoff lives right now, this is a great offer because you don't even have to, you know, have a team that's winning to win big with FanDuel. Just place a five-dollar bet, you get 150 back guaranteed to use on same-game parlays. Bets under the new Explorer tab. Uh They have a parlay hub that lets you, or a hub that lets you find the most popular parlays, uh, whether it's. Crazy ones, simple ones, no matter what you want, they let you have your fun and win big. So visit fanduelcom slash Locked On right now and make your first bet a chip shot extra point. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everydayers, thank you so much for rejoining us on today's episode as we are talking about how the Jets are, are graded from their own fans, right? Winnipeg, in my mind, has done really well, but perhaps some of you have more uh, split per, per uh, perceptions, right? Perhaps some interesting thoughts. Before we talk about how y'all are feeling about the team, I did want to shout out something really cool the Lockdown Network is doing. We have launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports uh, stories of the day with our local experts and our our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, back to the Jets, right? I, I already graded the front office, and you know me. I was pretty happy with the performance. Most of you were pretty happy with the performance. Most of you agreed. Jets need to swing big and try and go for glory this year. Now, the coaching staff... Little bit more of an interesting split. There are some legit split opinions, which, especially when it comes to Rick Bonus, I was surprised by. I asked a very similar question that I did with the front office How would you grade Rick Bonus's performance so far? And you know what? A surprising number of people have answered um, stuff that's not A. The first one, like, of, of, you know, around 50 votes, we have 65% giving Bones an A, but then 35% giving him a B, and I think that's very interesting. Uh, For me, I'm probably kind of in the A- minus range. I think Bonus has done just about all you would ask of him. He has turned this team into a defensive juggernaut. The Jets are playing some of their best hockey that they've played in, like, five or six years, and, you know... Perhaps most importantly, the guys are really happy. This team is in a great mood. They are buzzing constantly. They fight for second-chance pucks aggressively. They hunt down their mistakes. Winnipeg plays a really, I would say, wholesome brand of hockey, if we can describe it as that. Uh, Obviously, it's very tough, very physical, but it's, it's tough and physical in the right ways. Now, I wonder if people have given Bones a B because of some of the deployment stuff. We've talked about this in the past. I think, you know, the the usage of Ehlers and Profetti has been especially questionable. And I know somebody on the last video commented that, you know, there is a bug going around. Perfetti's had a wrist issue and Ehlers has had a, a, a nagging upper body injury. And while I do normally think that something like that would actually impact their deployments, perhaps because it's a trend is, is why I'm a little more concerned about it. It's not necessarily a new issue, even before the illnesses, before the injuries and stuff. We've seen Bones do this a number of times, and then he would kind of lean really heavily on Appleton to make up some of the difference, and I feel like if you're going to choose players to give more ice time to, I just would not have gone with Mason. I think Appleton is best in like a, a 12 to 15 minute a night sort of role. That's kind of where he really resides, and he'll also do an okay job on the PK, so let him kind of eat the bottom six minutes. If you're going to promote somebody, promote Niederreiter, who's been one of our more effective scorers. Nina also hasn't scored too recently, but I feel like maybe it's a product of the shifting lines, perhaps some poor puck luck. He's gotten into some nice positions, but I feel like if you give him the right line mates, perhaps elevating him further up the lineup, you're going to see his production start to really uh, take off because he's got the skill to keep up with guys like Shifley and Lowry and some of the others. It's just a question of whether he gets the minutes and deployments, and I think that has been um, perhaps one of the only real criticisms that you can make of bonus is that sometimes his, his line deployments and stuff just don't really align to what Winnipeg should be doing. I think, you know, that's a pretty fair argument, but... Other than that, you know, again, like I said, I don't really have a lot of complaints, right? If that's the worst complaint that I have right now, I'm generally okay with it. Although I do think it is one that's reasonably large, considering uh, Ehlers is one of our most effective players, and Profetti has sort of grown into that as well this year. Now, on the coaching staff for the special teams, a lot of you are are a lot less <laughs> enthused. Of around 50 votes, 10% are saying A, 8% are B, are C, and 50% are D or lower. I'm going to give the Jets uh, special teams a D or lower for me. This team, um, the the PK and power play are just dreadful. Uh, The power play has improved recently, but it's still dreadful. And I I do think that the tactical decisions and stuff, especially on the PK, have been way, way too uh, passive. You know, the Jets aren't getting enough pressure on puck carriers, and I feel like the lack of... um, pk pressure especially higher up towards the blue line has really caused the jets to leave way too many spaces open i know that there's a a thought about how much you're allowed to risk things right how much do you pull that pk diamond out to open up space for other shooters because the jets will surrender you know cross crease passes and stuff doing this but at the same time if you allow them all the time in the world to pick out spots it's not like the jets pk diamond is even limiting those chances anyways why bother worrying about it if that's not really going to be your specialty I think a really good example of this and thinking about this from another sporting perspective is talking about like a blitz, right? In, in football if you blitz the QB you force mistakes and poor decisions and passes and that's where I think the Jets could actually really make some headway is forcing decisions and stuff out of opponents that makes a bad pass puts them under pressure and gets them in trouble with perhaps a counter the other way I think the Jets have the skill to do that I think that they have the personnel to do that and I think they'd actually be good at being really aggressive they did it last year we saw them be really effective with it the fact that the PK has dived Uh, nosedived as much as it has this season has been a huge shock and something that I don't think anyone was really anticipating. So a lot for the Jets to kind of stew over, but I feel like Winnipeg, um, for me, definitely a D or or lower for the special teams. It's just not been good enough. And if they can fix it and get it even to close to league average, this team is unbeatable. So uh, (laughs) food for thought there. Now there are a couple of lingering like one or two questions that I wanted to get through in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Jace Medical. I know we come to uh, come to sports to to escape some of the crazy realities of life, but I just wanted to spend a moment talking about some really important stuff and preparing for daily realities. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of some of the worst respiratory infection outbreaks that we've seen in a while. For a lot of us, that's pretty scary because like, I can't imagine that if I had a family member or my own personal self not being able to get a really important antibiotic for some of this stuff, you know, it, it not only uh, limits my ability to get better, but it also uh, increases the risk that I get somebody else sick. And you know what? That would really suck. So, you know, thankfully, there's actually a solution, right? You can have some backup insurance with Jace Medical. They offer the Jace case, a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, and so much more. It's stuff that can happen to any of us and probably already has happened at least once this year, given how much is running around at the present. So visit JaceMedical.com and complete your physician's encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than right now. Go to com and use offer code on to get $20 off your order. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for rejoining us on tonight's episode as we are just wrapping up with a couple of quick thoughts on tonight's show. I, I've asked a number of fan-related questions, you know, how would you grade the Jets, what do you think of the front office, and all that stuff. And the final question that I asked is what would you rate Winnipeg's overall performance as thus far? We have with around 60 votes, 93% giving the Jets an A and 6% or 5% giving them a B and somebody maybe one or two people giving them a D or lower. I'm sure they're just trolling, right? As far as the Jets are concerned, um yeah, I'm giving this team an A A minus. I think the Jets have really smashed expectations and they've really restored faith in Winnipeg's ability to Uh, be a genuine playoff threat this team hasn't been all that relevant the last few years and it's nice to see that not only are people paying attention again but the jets are actually a team that people use as a benchmark against their own performances the fact that winnipeg when colorado played them a few uh weeks ago maybe it was more like a month ago now they said the jets were a test for them like a legitimate standard to to which they need to measure their own performances against that's how good this team has been. Winnipeg is on like three or four different streaks. They've had an eight game, you know, franchise record winning streak. They're on like a 30, 32, 33 game streak of conceding three goals or less. And if, if that wasn't cool enough, the Jets are like, well, let's make it even harder. They're now on a 13 game streak of conceding two goals or less, which Quite frankly, this stuff just doesn't happen in the modern era. A lot of the teams on these streaks in past years have been 30, 40, 50, maybe even 60 years ago that they were on these streaks. The Jets are setting historical precedent for a league that is very high scoring, that has, you know, lots of, of elite skill. And yet the Jets have continued to essentially you know shut down opponents and keep them from scoring, which is just unbelievable and I feel like that foundation of, of defensive excellence, elite goaltending, and all that fun stuff makes this team a real platform to get even better, a squad that can add more offensive talent, that can become you know, a real juggernaut. The Jets are already kind of in that tier, I think, amongst all of the playoff contenders out there. The trade deadline could definitely shake some things up, so that is something to keep an eye on, but like, again, As I said in the last episode, who really scares you in the NHL? Only a few teams that would legitimately give the Jets palpitations in a seven-game series. Teams like the Panthers, uh, maybe Vancouver, maybe Colorado, uh, perhaps the Knights. But the Jets, for the most part, have beaten a lot of these teams, or they have a chance to beat them sometime in the near future. Winnipeg has continued to cream the Eastern Conference. They've beaten some of the best of the West. There's really not much standing between the Jets and true glory so for me yeah i think an a is a very fair assessment i think the jets have smashed expectations like i said i think there's only a few things on the ice that they really need to fix whether it's deployments or special teams what i will say is off the ice i also really feel like we've seen big growth from this organization uh it seems like they're having a lot more fun and they're listening more to what the fans want simple stuff like sacks portal becoming a daily routine uh for these games and being promoted heavily by you know the marketing department and stuff that's awesome that's the kind of thing that you need to do listen to what your fans enjoy listen to what they want to hear and what they want to see at games and reward them with it you you, if you want to get people back in the stands if you want to sell out those games on a more consistent basis small touches that show you actually care and listen to what the fans are into is stuff that really rewards loyalty and i think that is what um would also really grow loyalty with a franchise that the last few years, if we're being honest, perhaps hasn't earned it as much as they were hoping for. And I think that's why they've gone to such great lengths this year to try and make the in arena experience better, to try and make more affordable ticket packages and to integrate more fan uh, driven stuff. I will say that the one thing the Jets have never really done poorly with is all of their community nights. They have continued to smash expectations out of the park with their uh, Asian Heritage nights and stuff like that. That kind of stuff, I think Winnipeg is really an example setter. I think that they should keep doing it. I love that the Jets have embraced all of these different community initiatives and that they continue to do so and very vocally. So in that respect, Winnipeg just again smashes expectations and that's part of why i continue to give them a really high mark this year it just seems like for once the jets are firing on all four cylinders and they haven't really had that happen in a long time and i think that's why you're finally seeing a couple of sellouts i know there's only two or three of them that have happened this year but having them at all is fantastic i don't really know if winnipeg sold out much at all last year uh hopefully they start doing it more and more frequently over the next few months i feel like this is a time for fans to vote with their wallet sure, you know, the team maybe struggled in previous years, but I think it's important to reward the team when they're actually making the right choices and doing the right things. And so far, as far as I'm concerned, the Jets are well on their way to uh, absolutely deserving your cash and time and support. So, you know, vote with your wallet and uh, let me know what you think of the Jets so far. If you have your own grades on some of these questions, drop them in the comments below or at my social medias, it's and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's show, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for spending the time with us, hanging out with us and chatting Jets hockey. Like I said, again, be sure to follow us on all of your social media platforms and on your favorite podcasting platforms. Give me your comments and thoughts and feedback in the comments below. Tomorrow's episode, we'll probably spend some time talking about the Ottawa Senators and how the Jets can prepare for them for an afternoon game. But as I said, that is all the time that we have today. Have a great night, and as always, go Jets, go.